2020 has been a year like no other for so many of us. As we approach the holiday season, I could not think of a better guest to introduce you to. Because although the holidays can be joyful, for many, it can be a stressful time. For leaders, the holidays can be stressful personally and professionally. We are approaching the end of the fiscal year. Some hard decisions have had to be made and news will break over the next 30 days. This is why Sue is here. One way to anchor ourselves in turbulent times is with mindfulness. Sue Shibley is a mindfulness, wellness, and somatic life coach who helps others to live their life on purpose and realize the gifts they bring to the world. She was born in Ontario, Canada. She attended the University of Western Ontario, Canada, where she met her husband of close to 40 years. Together, they built successful businesses in the Turks and Caicos Islands and Dallas, Texas. More of Sue's international experience began when her husband Brian was offered an opportunity in Dubai. Embracing the culture and acting as an ambassador to other expatriates, Sue became the parent liaison at the five-star state-of-the-art GEMS World Academy International Baccalaureate School. Her position quickly grew to overseeing the front office operations and school registration. When the school opened, she and her team had successfully enrolled 450 students representing 60 countries from around the world. In 2012, Sue became a certified True Colors facilitator. In 2019, she obtained her associate coaching certificate from the International Coaching Federation. It is my pleasure to introduce our wonderful community to Sue Shibley. This is one of those you're going to want to save and download and put on repeat. Um, I think it'll be very helpful for you over the next, over the holidays. Welcome to the Leadership Antidote Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Kim. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I am well. How are you, Sue? Very well. Thank you. Thank you for waking up so early. (laughs) (laughs) It's my pleasure. I appreciate it. I know if I'm on East Coast time and you're on Central time, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's super early. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for asking me to be a guest on your podcast. Yes, I, I think, you know, as a mindfulness coach, that this is a topic that I don't think enough leaders pay attention to. We don't give it a second thought. We don't realize how how much we are not present in everyday situations and the impact that that has. You know, um, people that know my story know it was one of those, I had to learn how to be mindful in order to recover from burnout. So let let me ask you, 
let's, for our listeners, what is mindfulness? Well, when we listen to uh, John Kabat-Zen, his definition, it's actually just, it's stopping and it's being present in this moment right now with intention and without any judgments. And then he goes on further sometimes to say that it also includes self-awareness and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's taking those little breaks through the course of the day to check in with ourselves. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling? What do I need right now? How do I want to act or speak in this moment right now? And many of us have not been taught how to think about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're always, we're always taught to put others first. Mm-hmm. So it does take some conditioning and some practice. Mm-hmm. And then the more that we can practice it and the more that we do it, it's like building a muscle memory in our brains and it becomes a time for us just to be able to stay really true to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's such a challenge for, for leaders to, to practice mindfulness? Oh, I feel like there's, there's different answers to that. I think mm-hmm. there's definitely expectations from our, from our leaders and our bosses. I know different times in my career, it's been from my board of directors or, you know, the legal team or different people. There's also the pressure too, that we put on ourselves mm-hmm. that we have to meet our own high expectations. Mm-hmm. So how, how does one start? You know, I know I struggled with it when I first started it, it mm-hmm. it's a it's struggle, but like you said, it's a muscle that you constantly develop. So for someone who this is a new concept or maybe they've heard of it and they thought they were doing it, how how do you know that you're really getting started with improving your mindfulness? For me, literally, I did a mindfulness minute at the top of every hour. Mm, Just similar to having a workout routine. Every day I like to have routine. So that really helped me to focus. Okay, now it's time. And it didn't matter what I was doing. I needed to stop and take a minute just to simply breathe Mm. and grasp what's happening around me in my environment. What am I feeling inside? Noticing just all my senses. And then that really taught me how I need to just truly slow down. We're Mm -hmm. all trying to be so efficient and get so much done in a day that this really helped me to pause. And sometimes it was to deregulate if I was feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. And I noticed also other times it was a moment to celebrate. I think a lot of times we go through different points in our day or times in our lives that we don't really stop and really appreciate look what I just accomplished. This was mm-hmm. going to be a really hard task and I was able to do it. Mm. And it's also an opportunity too to kind of look at that whole idea of perfectionism. Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't do it perfectly, but I did it. I did it well. I did it with my very best. It just gives us that breathing room. And then the more that we build that into our day-to-day the calmer and slower and the more methodical. That's I found I'm much more um, 
proactive than reactive. Mm. Kelly McGonigal in her book talks about being um, taking the time to pause and to plan. Mm-hmm. We don't have to rush into making a decision or rush into a response. Just take the time and think, how do I want to speak impeccably? How do I want to respond to this person in a positive way? So, mm. Again, it goes back to, for me, it goes back to be living and being in my purpose and living with my strengths and my values. Mm-hmm. It's a constant you, reminder. You said a couple of things that I, I want to unpack. So the first one being the actual mindfulness minute. So I know I probably have some listeners that are like, okay, what exactly does that look like? Because they're still in that, that moment where they don't know what mindfulness is, or mm-hmm. they, they're not sure. So w- what exactly does that look like? So you said at the top of every hour, mm-hmm. taking 60 seconds, mm-hmm. and what should they ask themselves? How should they position themselves? What should they do? Well, there's, there's actually, there's definitely a posture that's included. We want to be really alert. And so I, I stop and I make sure that I'm seated comfortably in my chair and I have my back straight, upright, not stiff. And that reminds me that I'm resilient, that I have the strength that it takes to, to be able to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I have my feet planted firmly on the ground because we are connected with the earth. And this is a moment of grounding. And then I concentrate on the breath. The mindful minute's all about the breath for me, getting out of the head and into the body, into the heart. Mm-hmm. Our minds, our egos can play so many different stories. So just focusing on our breath, deep ex- inhale, expanding our abdomens out, and then in, when it, We exhale, expanding them back in. And again, noticing the softness in our abdomens, which reminds us again of our compassion, the compassion that we want to have for others. And then just as importantly for ourselves. And so it's Mm -hmm. through that breathing. And sometimes we'll notice our thoughts will drift away to something else. A negative thought may come in. Oh, I can't do this or I'm not doing it right. That's a big part of it. Come back and focus on your breath. And just be in that Mm. stillness. You can notice in our bodies, we might be feeling some tension somewhere. Kind of address that. You might notice Mm -hmm. a feeling. And we can, if it's a negative feeling, we can find the antidote to help lift ourselves up. Mm-hmm. Just breathe in that moment and feel the positive energy around. Inhaling into our bodies, bring in the positivity. Exhale anything negative, anything that's not serving us. And 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 notice. Mm. And so, for for. First, I'm thinking of just listeners, uh-huh. what they do. Uh-huh. So the ones that go, what if it's a day when all hell is breaking loose? And we're bombarded with negative emotions. What do we do? Again, it reminds me of the Dalai Lama. And he would say, I know I have a really busy day. I better go back and meditate. 
And <laughs> mindfulness is just a really, it's a shortened meditation, meditative moment. But just find those moments to, to dig deep inside ourselves to find our strength. Right now, something's really affecting me negatively. What do I need in this moment to lift me back up again? Mm. What strength that I have can I draw on to help me in this moment right now? And it's so interesting because um, going back to something that you said earlier, that when we practice mindfulness, we are more proactive. Mm-hmm. And I, when I, when I have days that I'm, I'm really, really good at it, cause I have some days where I forget and I don't do it. And on the days <laughs> when I'm really, really good at it, I find that I'm much more productive. Yes. Because I'm, I'm the quality of what I'm doing is so much better. So the days that I'm really mindful or that I'm practicing good mindfulness, um, my productivity increases. What, what do you say about that? Is that something that you see often with clients and even with yourself? Absolutely. Okay. I really notice for me, it's, it's, I, th- I think about it as if we have a room and it's getting clogged up with smoke and that's kind of indicative of our, our negative behaviors. And the smoke area, the, 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 the more the room is filled, the harder it is to be able to see. But if we can clear out some of that smoke, all that negativity and the things that are distracting us and just be truly alert and on task, we can definitely get the things done quickly and be able to, to be able to do our best and move forward. It's all about being able to move onward and upward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that analogy. I really do. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because it, it, it makes so much sense, you know, when the room is smoky, you're working so much harder mm, yes. just to function. Whereas if you just stop and take a moment and let the smoke clear, mm-hmm. how much more can you see? How much more freely can you move? So it makes perfect sense. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Oh, it's all, yeah, it's all about, um, and it helps deregulate our bodies and maintain our focus. And then two, it helps us to be able to find our balance. Different points in my day, I can realize, you know, I've been sitting here doing, focusing on this one thing. I need to do a little something for me. Maybe I need to go have something to eat, or maybe I need to spend a little quality time for me. I haven't had my walk, get out into nature, something that's going to refresh me back again. It's all about finding that balance. Mm-hmm. So I always, I always ask about personal journeys mm. um, with my guests. So how did you get to this point? Were you always like this? Oh, golly, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love speaking to you. You know, you're, you're oh. so calming. Oh, thank you. Um, but, but, but how did you, how did you get to this point? It's, My life, it's been a very interesting, wonderful journey. I've lived in Mm -hmm. the Caribbean and different parts of the world. I actually, my husband and I have always been entrepreneurs. And we've always Mm -hmm. looked from a very, very young age 
And so we've always looked to others to, to, for direction from our, again, our legal teams or our board of directors or our lawyer, um, our accountants, you know, this is the way that we Mm -hmm. should be doing things. And in my mid late thirties, I realized a lot of what I was doing in my business, in, in a lot of my behavior was more what other people were expecting of me really wasn't sure who I was. And I attended a personal growth seminar. And in that, I learned so many tools to be able to learn more about me and what I do and why I do it. And Mm -hmm. um, I realized, too, that if I didn't acknowledge the things I wanted to change, I could never change them. I have all Mm -hmm. these wonderful tools. It was really the mindfulness piece that helped me incorporate that into my day-to-day life. That helped me access those tools. And so that's um, in doing that personal seminar, the, the growth seminar years ago, I learned a lot about myself and what I learned by, was my purpose. And that was my really huge aha moment. I learned and I truly believe each one of us is born with with our own unique purpose. And when we live those moments in our lives, that's when we know we've really nailed it. We've knocked it out of the park. And we can just let our hair down. We can be free to be ourselves and make our own decisions. I believe that we are all creative, resourceful, and whole. We have the ability. And we have what we need to be able to be the people we want to be. It's making the time to figure out who is that person. And so in discovering my purpose, I realized that's what I really wanted to to share and encourage others to find and to live to their true purpose. Yes. Yes. That's such an, thank you for sharing that. That's such a, powerful perspective because usually I find with um, quite a few of my clients something happens around late 30s and up to about the mid 40s that's when the questioning starts to come and when you think of Erickson's theory of of human development that's right on target where you look back and you start questioning and you go okay I've had all of this success or I've done x y and z but I still don't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been an interesting conversation, you know, with everything that's happened with COVID and um, the shift in, in education, especially. I know for me as a mom, it's really forced me to stop and think, you know, when, when do we stop or when do we forget that we are whole and have everything that we need and start trying to align ourselves with other people's expectations. And in trying to align ourselves with with so many different expectations, we lose sight of what it is that we were really created to do. It's very easy to do that. And the clients that I've been working with over the last few months, I'm just like, wait a minute, you know, you're so talented, you're so gifted. Why do you feel so inadequate to do this? And I, you know, I look at my own son who's eight, listeners know he's eight years old. And I'm like, oh my goodness, starting from about five years old, you start to be conditioned 
to twist and maneuver and align yourself with so many other expectations Mm -hmm. that we forget how to be comfortable just being. And it's, go ahead, go ahead. That's so true. We get, we get conditioned and we get into automatic pilot. And the next thing we know, years have gone by. Decades. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, decades, and you get you get to this point, and you realize I wasn't really living. No, I was even though the rewards were there financially, you know, and, and you're able to to achieve and and acquire the things that society, for the most part, tells you that you're a successful person. I get so many leaders behind closed doors, and they're just like. I feel like I just wasted X number of decades of my life. Mm-hmm. And it, it ties into what you're saying. And so the reason I'm highlighting that is because I, I want anyone listening to this to, to feel validated. If, if you are at that point and you're questioning everything, that's actually a normal part of human development. And where your true power lies is not only leading in purpose, but also living in your purpose. The two aren't separate because we we have the ability to have so much influence in everything that we do, Mm -hmm. right? A classic example, if you're walking down the street and you smile at a stranger and that stranger smiles back at you, guess what? You just exerted influence over that stranger. Um, So, when you start living in your purpose, then leading in your purpose becomes easier. Mindfulness becomes more of a daily practice and you're actually even more productive. Yes. It, it makes me, <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Brene Brown. And she, yes. she reminds us that everybody, we all want to feel worthy. We all want to feel heard and listened and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And it really mm-hmm. all begins within ourselves. Once mm-hmm. we're able to realize our value and our worthiness and take that time to celebrate what we contribute, that we can mm-hmm. and understand even, you know, even our flaws. But coming to that self-awareness and that self-acceptance builds our own self-compassion. And then yes. we, and the more we understand ourselves, the more compassion and understanding we have for others. And then yeah. it just gets to be more and more fruitful. We can, it involves a community close around us, and then it goes back out into the environment. And then the beauty, mm-hmm. when we put out into the environment, it always comes back to us. So again, mm-hmm. one of our great sayings at our seminar choices is giving is receiving. And so each time we have that opportunity to give to ourselves or to give to others, we are also receiving mm-hmm. much more. Mm-hmm. And that self-awareness, people underestimate when you have good self-awareness, and especially if you're a leader, mm-hmm. that piece where you learn how to be more compassionate with others. You know, my colleague and I, uh, Colleen Davis, we, we have the human-based leader uh, theory. And it's, it's, it's interesting because when you 
have that self-awareness, you develop compassion with others Mm -hmm. through your influence. You give people permission to show up authentically. That's right. There's if you want to be that leader that people don't feel that they have to twist and turn themselves into something they're not just to be there. Uh, yes. That's, that's just the, one of the best gifts as a leader that we can give mm-hmm. to allow people. Because you, you get more from them, mm-hmm. right? You get more from someone when they can authentically show up. Absolutely. You get so much more. Go ahead. Well, and, and, you know, in listening, uh, one of the first times that I met you was a podcast that you were on and Mm -hmm. just talking about Mm -hmm. future leadership and allowing people Mm -hmm. to be themselves, to be able to to communicate, to feel a part of that team, that building that trust, building, building that feeling, feeling that sense Mm -hmm. of belonging, that sense of Mm -hmm. worthiness, that's togetherness, togetherness, we can make this work. Mm-hmm. Building that teamwork. I think your mm-hmm. phrase was trust is the currency of the time. Yes. And I think that's so powerful. Yes. And we have to be able to trust <laughs> ourselves as well as be able to yes. trust ourselves and others. And that trust is, develops with our mindfulness practice. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love mm. that. I love that. Oh, <laughs> No, I do because I, you know, I, I, you see it, you know, when, when I walk into an organization, you know, the lack of trust mm. or the distrust is, is oftentimes palpable. And it's because no one knows who anyone is. No one is showing up authentically as themselves. And so the guards are yes. up, the defenses are up. The stress is high. The productivity is fairly low. Even if it is a highly performing organization, you can usually tell, no, there's room for more, but something's getting in the way here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, 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 I wrote about this in one of my books that I got myself in a bit, a bit of trouble <laughs> with a prospective client. Because, you know, he called me and he asked, well, do you do team building exercises? You know, they were looking for a weekend retreat. And I said, I don't do those as, as a standalone service anymore. And he was like, well, you know, you're, you're a development expert. And I was like, I am. But I also understand that team building exercises in isolation are rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um And unless I'm allowed to get in there and get to the root of what's going on in the organization, you're wasting your money. So in good conscience, I can't just take the money anymore because you're going to continue to have problems. And then it makes the industry look bad because you have people that go in, do the the quick band-aids. And then the problems are still there and the leaders are like, well, we're not going to invest in that anymore because it doesn't work. It does work if it's done right. Like going down (laughs) to the core and getting rid of all of that smoke. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Uh, So what do do you think? I ask this question of every Mm -hmm. guest. What do you think is the greatest leadership challenge right now? I've had a chance to 
think about that one a little bit. And yeah, I think, you know, <laughs> there's so much because we're all dealing with so much um, mm -hmm. stress because of working at home and, and all of mm -hmm. the um, changes at the work at home. Balance, I think, is one of the key things that we're they're faced with right now as as people mm -hmm. trying to balance their work life with their home life with their personal life with some you know social time just finding that balance to be able to stay healthy and to stay well mm -hmm. and to be able to be their 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 pure self without the um you know the worry without getting burnt out mm -hmm. and being you know being able to stay authentic true to themselves things being uh being able to um live according to their strengths and their values mm -hmm. and so it's interesting i was speaking with um a leader recently about the whole concept of balance mm -hmm. and one of the questions she asked me was you know how do you achieve balance and the coach in me came out and I was like, well, whose definition of balance are you using? Mm. Because I think sometimes, and I see this especially with my high achieving um, female clients, mm -hmm. we're using someone else's definition of balance that doesn't even apply to our current life situation. Yeah. Right. So, how, what would you say to a to a leader about that? What what does balance look like? What what should healthy balance or what are some markers? Let me back up. What are some markers to tell you? Okay, you you've got some good balance in there. Mm -hmm. For me personally, the way that I looked at it or look at it mm -hmm. is, you know, for a long time I would live my life. Okay, I'm going into work now. I'm the president. I've marked my president hat on. And if I'm with mm -hmm. a specific manager, I'd be, we'd be working to his style and then she would guide me and this is how he wants to work with his employees. And then, so I would have a different hat with the different managers. I'd have a hat on when I would be working with my customers. I'd have a different hat on when I went home. I would be the mom. Sometimes I would be the wife, sometimes the daughter. And finding mm -hmm. the balance for me is being myself, keeping that hat on in every role, in every aspect of my life. And then also making sure that I don't put too much time and focus and effort on the work that I balance it. I know that I have to take care of myself, eat well, rest well, keep working out. I know that I need downtime away from the office so that I can energize and reboot and I need social time. So it's finding the different balance in the different aspects of life. Mm -hmm. If we put all of our energy mm -hmm. into our work, we are going to get burnt out. We are going to end up sick. Mm -hmm. We are going to end up giving it all away. So we need to take some time to re-energize, re-nourish, refill for ourselves. Absolutely. And it's interesting because, you know, when, when people tend to think of balance, it's, it's keeping all of the balls in the air mm -hmm. at the same mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And the older I get, 
the more I realize balance can also mean knowing what balls can fall. Oh, that's so true. And and every ball doesn't need to stay up in the air all the time. Um, because you'll eventually get to the point where all the balls will fall. Mm-hmm. So it's important to know which ones you need to keep in the air at that moment and which ones it's okay if this falls. Totally. Right. So I love what you said about wearing the different hats mm-hmm. for different things. Cause that was something I did. And it, it, I, I firmly believe that that was something that hastened my burnout mm-hmm. because eventually you lose track of all the hats <laughs> yeah. and, and who you yes. are shrinks so small that, you know, I remember getting up one morning and just going, whose life is this? Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't even know, you know, Kim was buried so deep down in there that I didn't even know. And people were looking at me like, what are you talking about? You're doing great. You're winning awards. You're being productive. And I'm just like, I don't know whose life this is. Oh, I can so relate to that. How did I get here? (laughs) What am am I going to do now? Yes. But going back to your point, too, about balance, I think you're so right, Mm -hmm. too. There is such a fine balance. There's only so much that I can do, and there's so much that I know that balance is having the ability to be vulnerable and, and ask for help when we need it. And even especially today, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Being able to say, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Let's work Mm -hmm. together. We can balance Mm -hmm. your strengths with my strengths. This is my weakness here. Can you, you, this is better for you to take on this role. Finding that kind of a balance is, again, it's that ability to be authentic. And if we can show the people that we're working with, that we can be authentic and we can be vulnerable. That allows them just to be able to breathe and relax and be, be themselves. And we don't take yes. ourselves too seriously. Yes. Yes. Oh, so good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I, you know, we've had conversations for, for the last few months on just different things and, I'm so happy that the listeners get to hear you and this incredible light that you are and all that you bring to this world. And um, uh, why don't you let listeners know how they can get in touch with you? Yes, I have my website, (laughs) sueshibley.com. And on there, there's some, it is under construction. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I've got it up and there's uh, contact information. Please, I'm always willing, wanting to hear from you. And my email address, it's all there. All right. And you're on LinkedIn. I'm also on LinkedIn. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Sue. Thank Um, you. Yes. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for including me for your time. Likewise, 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 likewise. We we are needed. Our message is needed. And um, I'm happy that I have this platform where um, I can share it with other incredible leaders and people doing amazing work to help leaders of the world. So thank you so much. Thank you very much.
All right. Thanks. You take care. You Have too. a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, share, and comment. You can also head over to www.drkimhires.com to learn about additional ways to connect with Dr. Kim. Join us next time to get another dose. Thanks for listening.